I'm sorry, I, <laughs> I didn't mean for there to be a big pause, I, I'm just having, I'm having a, I'm having a moment, a painful moment. Originally when I started this podcast, I started it because my goal was to connect people with their ignorant thoughts so that they can debunk them within themselves and connect with other people. And that's still the goal. I think though the place that I'm in is I'm in need of debunking self-inflicting ignorant thoughts if that makes any sense. Um, maybe the better term is painful self-inflicting ignorant thoughts. I realize that ignoramus isn't just a place for the cultural, collective, or societal issues that we deal with day to day. It's also about the interpersonal and the internal strifes that we deal with day to day. We're so ignorant, not only to the world, but a lot of the times to ourselves. We think we know ourselves so well but nine times out of ten, how many times are we just acting out of the influences around us? How many times are we acting out of just the desire to not deal with what's going on within us? Or to choose the road we think is best simply because it looks like it should be? Or because we're told to take the high road? Or because we don't want to feel whatever we feel for so long? Nine times out of ten, I'm usually in the rush to slap a happy face sticker on something because usually I know the end result. Usually I know the quote-unquote right answer, best answer. The answer that may not necessarily be the easiest, but in the long run, I know it's going to pay out. Because I've always been a fighter. I've never had the liberty to just give up. So I fight, I push forward, even when I don't know, even when I'm scared. Some way, somehow, some version of fight exists within those moments. And today, I found myself in a few moments. I was, I, I struggle with <clears throat> lately, oh, what should I put out? What should the podcast episode be today? And I've intentionally done it week by week because I wanted it to be authentic as possible. I wanted you to know what was going on, what was in my mind at the time. And I find myself a lot of time trying to sugarcoat it or paint it in this pretty picture because I don't want to blow my life up. I don't want to lose these feelings, these thoughts, these things that I've that I've birthed, that I've put time into, that I've attached to me, that I've I've just been in. And I don't want to be locked and tied to my thoughts. I don't want to be trapped inside my body. Though it's not always necessary to dwell in the past, it sometimes is well to revisit it. My sophomore year of college, when I first moved here, I used to journal every night. Doesn't matter how tired I was, doesn't matter what was going on, I would journal every night. I'd get home sometimes at 11, 12 o'clock in the morning, 
got class at, you know, 10 a.m. But I would journal. I would write just what I was feeling. I would talk to myself. I would communicate. I don't know where I picked the habit up from. Don't know what encouraged me to do so. I just know I did it. I knew for me it was something I had to do. And now here I am, seven years later, and I still journal, but it's not as consistent. I'm not eager to hear my voice. I'm not desperate to flick through the pages of my mind to understand what this chapter is about often, or not as often as I would like. So today's episode, my goal is to be, I don't even want to say as transparent, you know what, yes, as transparent as possible, but as transparent as I can be, as I may be, simply because I don't want to continue to shock myself into progression. I deserve to be loved and cared for and to be patient with myself and to also give myself room. So as much as I'm going to push myself forward, I'm also going to learn when to ease up as well. Whether that's how I speak, how I think, how I decide to feel, I'm going to give myself some more room. So with that being said, I had moments today and I just want to get very real. I don't think I any longer miss, actually that's not true. I don't always miss my ex-girlfriend. And there are times when I do. Occasionally I miss our friends too. I didn't even think about her this Thanksgiving until my mom brought it up. I'm not big on holidays, honestly, since my family kind of dispersed Holidays have never really been a thing I look forward to, which is also just okay with me because, I don't know, I've learned to not care about the holidays simply because, one, capitalism, and I just never, I didn't have the opportunity to hold on to that as much as I would like have liked to. And I could, if I wanted to, really, but... I think I'm subconsciously hurt that my family isn't what it used to be or that it wasn't what I thought it was. So when it comes to holidays, I'm never really running to celebrate, you know. Um, and when it comes to my ex-girlfriend, I was always on guard some way, somehow within her family dynamics. So. Thinking about the holidays is whatever to me. And our last Thanksgiving together, her family said some not so great things about me. Or they had an impression of me that I didn't know uh, I left. So, yeah. <laughs> um, but I didn't think about her until my mom said something. And uh, all I could think was, wow. I want, you know, what if she's with that person? What if they spent the holiday together? What if they're happy right now? What if she gets to be a part of the family dynamic? And what if they like her, you know? I thought, does this affirm everything they've ever thought about me? Do they say to her, well, I never liked her anyway, or you're better off without her? Does she think about me or any of the times that I hurt, you know? And then it goes into, does she think about me when they are together? How? 
how does she feel with every kiss, every touch between them? Does she remember when I would sit there and rub her back when she didn't feel well? Or when I would cook for her before her classes? Does she remember when I would watch her sleep? Because I was just so taken with how beautiful I thought she was. Does she do that for her now? Does she make her feel safe? The way I used to be able to. Is she happy? Are they all happy? Does anyone remember me? Did they ever feel my pain? Did it hurt the same way? These are questions that sometimes pop into my head. It's difficult when you're a conscious being. It's difficult when you know that things aren't necessarily at all about you. It's just about the person and their journey. It sucks to feel like a stepping stone. It sucks to be one. It sucks that you will never truly or possibly never truly feel complete or closed in that moment or situation simply because you can't grasp onto any understanding that feels good enough. Because what you truly wish is that the feeling that you feel could be completely and totally understood and honored by the person or persons that hurt you or that helped influence get you to this place this matter of thinking it's hard you know I find myself going about my day and I'll randomly think about her smile, you know? Or the way she smells. I don't remember the last time I told her that I loved her. And not just like, okay, bye, I love you. But when I truly told her I loved her, when I looked at her. And I just felt in complete awe of this woman. This, this person who had my heart. I can't remember. And whenever I do start to think of her. I can't connect with any of my feelings of love. It's hard for me. And I won't let myself. Because as soon as I do, all I feel is pain. And the crazy part is, I don't even know if I feel those as bad memories when I feel pain. I just, I'm just there. That's how I feel most of the time, like I'm just there. Because I had to shut it off, I had to turn it off. If I didn't turn it off, it would kill me. I'd be sitting there all the time just thinking and thinking and thinking. One of the things I told her when she had told me or when finally admi or admitted to after I had asked her about sleeping with someone or starting a situationship with someone 
who I at one point would have considered family. I told her I felt like I was a stranger to her. To both of them. A stranger. It's like I wasn't even there. It's like, it's hard to look back or to look at someone that you have loved so deeply and have shared so many memories with in an instant. You could feel like you don't know them at all. But even worse, they never knew you. Because you want to believe that someone who has said they loved you wouldn't do something like that. Even in the hardest times, even if you've gone back and forth and you've said things. Because I acknowledge very much that she was hurting, though none of my back and forth and dilemmas with being together not being together was ever to hurt her it was to release my pain so much so that she could hopefully hoping that she would get it that she would take all these things that I was saying and be like okay I really fucked up or you know this girl that I love is, she's broken she's hurt you know, when I went to therapy with a different therapist about two years ago, and I first was dealing with feeling unsupported by my previous partner, she had said <clears throat> one time, because I wasn't expressing myself to my partner at the time, because I wasn't sure what to do, I always felt like I needed to take everything on myself, and my therapist had said, do you think... If you needed help pushing a car and she couldn't see you, no, sorry, I'm saying it wrong. She said, it was basically like a car analogy where she said, if you were stranded on the side of the road or something like that, or if you had to push a car up a hill she said, do you think she would stand by knowing that you're pushing this car if she couldn't see you? And I, I, I kind of was like, what? And basically saying, if she knew you needed help, don't you think she would help you? And I broke down because that was the first time that I considered allowing someone to help me. Because I felt like I had to figure it out all by myself. Because every time I tried to let someone help me, I felt like they would leave me. Or that I'd spend the rest of my time with them being in their debt and I'd have to make sure that they knew that I was appreciative for their help. So I tried my best in the relationship to always, for the most part, say how I felt as much as I could, but there were times where she just couldn't help me and I didn't understand why. So I just was silent. I went back to try to help myself and it just made everything worse. It made me worse. It made me scared. It pushed me into a corner. It didn't help at all. So, when we get to our most recent situation, and sorry y'all, I'm snotting up and I don't want to blow in y'all ear. Uh, but I guess it doesn't really matter, huh? Since I just <laughs> sucked that shit up. Oh, God.
Let me take a second to blow my nostrils. So sorry. I know that probably sounds loud as fuck. Try to edit it out. Um. But yeah, when we got to this more recent part of our <clears throat> relationship, I just I just couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe that this woman that I've loved for three years she seemed sad that she was conflicted but she also seemed at peace with her choice and I was angry that she seemed at peace because how could you be at peace when I'm broken into pieces how could you not be helping me push the car up the road, you know? Why would you leave me? And I'm sure she could argue <laughs> that I left her first, but I did. I distanced myself for sure. Because I didn't know what to do. I carried so much weight in that relationship. I didn't know what to do. I couldn't place it on her because she couldn't take it. She didn't have the room. Nobody else would know what to do. I didn't have anyone. I felt alone. I was lonely. For about the last year, I was lonely. I was searching for something to keep us together, to keep us there. <laughs> I needed an anchor because love wasn't enough. I knew I loved her. I would always love her. That was never going to change no matter what because I love love and love is beautiful to me. But what is love without support? Love can't support itself. And love can't be only actionary when you feel like it or when you're not scared. Love has to be brave too, you know. It has to be sacrificial sometimes, you know. I needed more. And I was asking for more, but I, 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 I think I was afraid to really ask for more and to say no when it wasn't enough. I was scared. Again, I didn't want to lose this person I loved. I've had people tell us that we were a picture of true love. I've had people tell me how happy they saw me. And I'm a relatively happy person, you, you know. But when I was with her, my eyes would, would light up. And my heart would... It was like constant violence. Even when I had the shittiest of days. Even when I was in my shitty ass apartment before this one, I would look forward to the two days she got to stay over. Because all I wanted to do was hold her. Be close to her. Because she was warm. And she was loving. And I've had... My heart broken in ways. My best friend of 13 years. I lost her about three years, maybe two, three years ago. And we're no longer friends. 
and my choice because I couldn't take how she was treating me or how she treated me <sighs> in an instance. It hurt like hell to again have that moment where I felt like I was a stranger to her. My best friend treated me like a stranger. Like someone who wasn't there when she needed me on her graduation day. Like I wasn't there when people broke her heart and I held her while she cried. A stranger. My dad, who told me he would call me things he would never call anyone else. Who told me my way or no way? Is that how you want to play it? My dad. The man who told me he'd never leave me. He left. A stranger. These people who I have let so close to me at some point or another treated me like a stranger. Like they didn't know who I was. If they saw me on the street, would they help? Would they recognize me? Would they care? My previous partner and her friends, even I just, none of them reached out to me. None of them called me and in a way, it's like, did you expect them to? Because technically they're her friends. And maybe that's true. And I'm human. These people were family to me in my heart. But, I didn't get a phone call, not a text, nothing. And they all knew. They all knew. And I think, honestly, I felt like the odd one out a lot of times in my life. I felt like people hated me growing up. Because I was fat and ugly. That's what they said. That's how they treated me. <clears throat> because I wasn't like the other girls. I felt low then. I felt really low. And again, as an adult, I have these people around me that have told me at one time or another that they loved me. That they think I'm great. That they're glad to know me, have me in their lives. And I felt like a complete stranger to them. But not just a stranger, I felt like a loser. I felt like the kid that the kid that you just hate for no reason. The kid that wants you to see them, that's all they just want you to see them. And everybody's reason is always mental health and and that just, though it may be valid for them, I'm so tired of being on the shit end of the stick because of people's quote unquote mental health. We have friends, we have doctors. We have, I don't know. Beautiful contradictions is what they are. We're all fighting something. But like my therapist said, if they knew you were struggling, don't you think they would help you? And I encourage you 
to tell people you're struggling and not just random people or people that you know you love or just claim to be your friends. Really think about who you have around you. Think about the conversations you have with certain people. Think about who's really open and available to you. Including professionals. And ask for help. Don't wait three years to finally open your mouth and truly and tell someone how you feel like they don't see you. Don't wait until your heart is broken and shattered to ask for someone to love you in the way that you need or to say no when it's not working. I don't have to be a broken person. All breaks are able to be fixed. I know that I'll be okay long term, but that's not what's important right now. What's important is this moment and how I feel. And truthfully, I just feel really shitty. <laughs> In this exact moment, I feel I don't I don't even know if shitty's a great word because it's like I feel what I feel and there's a numbness to it as well. Well, I don't even know if it's a numbness. It's just it's a it's an untangible feeling is the best way I can describe it. It's a essence that lingers just enough that I can acknowledge it but I can't quite grasp it. It's something that doesn't bring me joy or pain, it's just there. It's an open space and I choose my words just carefully in that sense because I feel like people have their own ideas and predispositions with certain words and things of that nature so I'm trying to say it in a way or I encourage you to if you hear what I'm saying and you have your own thoughts that come to mind I encourage you to pause on that thought for a second and try to remove yourself from the scenario, remove your own traumas, remove your own narratives, and just hear me and what I'm saying about me, is that I feel this essence, this open essence that just sits with me. And at times I find it difficult to feel love. Like when I watch a TV show and there's a love interest and they're getting together. It's hard for me to be there. Or it's hard for me to understand the decisions they're making. Or it's hard for me to allow myself or want to connect. Because I don't want to. Not fully, at least. Because whenever I start to connect, I start to feel love and I start to long for her. I start to look for her, wonder where she's at, what she's doing. Is it with her again? Like I said, is everything everyone else says right? And that's the part that sucks the most. Is that it makes me doubt myself. It makes me doubt that I'm special or that I'm worth something or that someone will truly be patient with me and talk to me and ask me questions and actually try to understand when they hurt me or when I'm in pain. I think that's the most frustrating is that 
Whenever I've been in pain in my life, nobody has understood. Either I needed to get over it or figure it out or I would just get slapped with it'll be it'll be over soon or it'll be alright or don't listen to them. They're not you know, they don't know what they're talking about. And maybe and again, all those things true, fine. And I still needed that moment. I needed that moment for someone to just say what you're going through sucks. And it shouldn't be happening to you. And I'm sorry. I needed a moment for someone to tell me how to handle pain. Because now all that happens is I get angry. Or I get scared. Or I shut down. Because it hurts too much. Pain sucks. Pain fucking sucks. It feels worse than a thousand cuts. Even though I've never had it. <laughs> it feels worse than constipation even after you've taken a laxative. <clears throat> It feels worse than burning yourself on a hot stove. And it sucks even more when you can recount every time you needed someone or something or a moment or the space just to scream and process out your pain. But no, we feel pain and then we hurt people. A lot of the times. Nine times out of ten, it's usually yourself. And it sucks. And I don't even blame my parents or anything. I don't don't blame them. I just wish they would have known. I wish they would have been given the opportunity to know. So that I didn't have to do certain things. I didn't have to hurt certain people. So I didn't have to cry. So I didn't have to talk myself down from wanting to kill myself or everyone needs to process pain. And in order to do that, you have to feel it. So here I am, feeling my pain. Healing is not linear, or progression rather, is not linear. You can be solidified in your thought and say, yes, I am powerful, I am strong, I will move forward. And you still get to, get to feel that pain. It doesn't just go away because you know the secret sauce. We've all had a taste of the secret sauce. But only one bowl isn't going to get you full. That moment in between is when you're digesting, you're processing, you're understanding. You're getting all the nutrients you need from whatever. And then you go in for another take. So right now I'm digesting. I'm processing. And it's painful. Oh, it's so painful. <clears throat> my back hurts. My heart sometimes hurts. My head kills me at times. And a lot of the time I just want to take a nap and hope that it's nothing but a god-awful dream. And I don't want to feel like, or ever have the thought cross my mind that my time was wasted, or that we wasted our time. But it's hard to feel that way, or not feel that way. And, rather, excuse me, it's hard not to feel that way. <clears throat> Mm 
when you've lost so many people and at once and when some of the people that you've lost are still in union together laughing and breaking bread and having sex and taking each other to each other's families' houses and saying we didn't mean it and we just connected and we're sorry and can I give you a hug and I would have told you if you had asked and just oh what the fuck oh it's still oh god I avoid telling what happened fully because at least the way I explained it to my ex is that I respect our relationship enough not to put our business out there in its full way. And at the same time now I just don't know if that's hurting me. Who am I protecting? Am I protecting myself? And if I am, from what? I'm pissed. I'm pissed at this person. Who in the only way I can describe it is as if she came into my house and stole from me. She was supposed to be my friend, my family, my sister, my someone I could talk to. And now she's the same person that sleeps with the person that I thought would be the love of my life. People who I called friends looked me in the eye, told me they loved me, and knew. And I don't feel anything but anger. But there's nothing I can do. And I don't at all want people to. I mean, I can't control how you take and process this information because you're an individual, but the sad part is none of these people are bad people. That's the part that sucks. Because if they were bad people, this would be easier if I thought they were bad people. I don't think anyone's inherently bad. I just think people make decisions and they are careless and they're selfish and they can be cruel this was cruel <sighs> to hurt me like this was cruel it doesn't have to be intentional to be mean Also taught me that truthfully no one no one will ever owe you anything and not in a actually let me rephrase that I think the people who you trust and care about do owe it to you to be honest with you and to respect your boundaries and if they're unsure about things to talk to you And I think we have to remember that <clears throat> it's human nature to move in feeling rather than thought. I do it a lot. The only difference is I also force myself simultaneously to think about what I'm going to do as well. And I don't always get it right. But I can only imagine the day where I sever one connection to conjoin to another without telling someone that it's been severed someone that I love and tell them I care for and I put time and energy to I, I couldn't imagine hurting them in that way and like I said I've left friends and all these things but it wasn't Actually, you know what, maybe, maybe it was. I only know my end of the story.
I've left people that have hurt me deeply. And I've expressed to them that they've hurt me deeply. And others I have not. I've just had to make the choice to leave. But again, this is not the same situation. I didn't have to get a new best friend to tell my old best friend that we were done. I didn't have to throw one of her friends in her face to show her that we were done. I didn't have to move on. So I don't even know the word. So people don't, they should, but they don't have to owe you anything. They can choose to do whatever they want, whenever they want, for as long as they want. And they'll do it again. Especially if they're scared. Especially if they feel like they don't know what to do. Especially if they feel like they've already lost you, the situation, whatever. And people will convince themselves of anything. You know, her reasoning for not telling me was because she didn't think she had to share who she slept with after we broke up. <laughs> and truthfully, you don't. However, if it's someone that I personally talk to, that I, again, consider family, I would think that's something worth mentioning because I think what we have to remember is when you break up with people, whatever the case may be, it's not about being entitled to the person's life afterwards. It's about respecting the relationship that you had with this person, but also respecting that people are grieving. You don't put salt on a wound the same way they say you don't add uh, grease to a fire. are grieving and yes everyone has to heal how they have to heal but everyone's healing matters and again it's difficult to think about another person and think about yourself and choose what you think is best for you all at the same time a simple phone call would have been nice a heads up would have been nice would I have liked it of course not would it have been okay of course not but I would have been able to respect and digest at some point that the two people who I loved some way somehow found each other through me but <laughs> at least I would have been given the opportunity I wouldn't have had to feel like my heart was ripped out of my chest. I couldn't even breathe. I couldn't think. I'm never speechless, guys. Never. I couldn't even think. That was the first time someone literally, it was like, it was like I wasn't even there. It was like an outer body experience. It was like I was floating in midair and I just, I didn't know what to do. And at the time, I couldn't think. I'm not, like I said, I'm, anger is probably one of my worst emotions that I don't engage with very often. But, like I said earlier, I felt like someone, I invited someone to my house and they stole from me. And that the fucking thing they stole had Stockholm Syndrome. <laughs> Because I just wanted her so bad, I said it was fine. I said, whenever you want to come home, come home. I told the other person, I'm not angry. I said, thank you for taking care of her. And the crazy part is, even as I say this back now, I hate that I believe that. Because I want to just be angry. It makes me sick. That I don't just feel angry and, and betrayed. It makes me sick that I understand why people do what they do. It makes me sick.
that I have to be okay with this at some point because I'm going to need to be open enough to have someone love me and be ready to reciprocate but I just don't want to at the same time. I don't want anybody that close to me. Not a friend. Not a lover. I don't want anyone that close to me. Because it's not okay that I process this over and over and over. I shouldn't have had to. It makes me want to throw up. Quite literally, in fact. I just see red. All over, I just see red. And to know that they also have to have the same narrative, eventually they're going to have to let me go and be happy. And to know that one day it's going to be okay. But right now I'm just so angry that that's even possible. That they're going to get over me and that they're going to be okay. And that they're going to be okay. They're all going to be okay. They're all going to fucking be okay. That no one's ever going to come to me and truly apologize. Because trust me, there have been text messages, but that ain't shit. No one's ever going to beg me for my forgiveness. No one's ever going to feel the way I feel or put in the effort that I put in when I try to make sure the people that I love, if I've hurt them or if I can get them back some way, some help, no one is going to be begging for me because I'm not worth that. And maybe nobody is. I don't know. I just know that I hate that none of them will be coming crawling back to me because they don't care. <laughs> because even if they said they did, I don't believe them. <laughs> How can I believe them? Because now the love that I've had for them feels like it's been tarnished. Like it's been covered with tar and sawdust and, and just anger. The thing that I held most close to me, the thing that I pride myself on, has been influenced by people who were careless with my love and my heart. And I very much, I really, I'm trying to make room for accountability for my own actions and at the same time honor my pain. And sometimes I don't want to do both at the same time because I have said countless of times my, my part in these things, but the fact of the matter is I never heard that. I never, let me not say that because I can't translate her pain for, for me to, for her. But I know that I have never put her in a situation like she has put me in. And multiple times. And it sucks when you know that ultimately at the end of the day you are responsible for you. And you are the only person that can make sure you are okay. No matter how much support you have on the outside, people have influence, but only you can make sure you're okay. And I, I hate that. I felt like these situations made me feel like I couldn't trust myself. Like I had abandoned my entire sense of self. And now I'm having to relearn myself and what's best for myself and figure shit out and it fucking sucks it's fucking hard man 
sometimes I feel like a kid. Sometimes all I want to do is just find a corner and I just want I just want to ask someone, you know, like, can you please just hold me? Can you just hold me please? For ten minutes. And I can't even do that because I'm scared. I'm scared to let myself really break down and hurt in front of everyone because I think as soon as I do, they'll, t they'll take advantage of me or they'll say that they're there and then they'll crush me and I don't know if I can handle being crushed. And I, like I said, I'm a fighter. So I highly doubt I'll ever give up, even when I'm crushed. But I don't want to be crushed again. I don't. That's scary for me. To look around and feel like you're empty in a room. To not know which way is left. To know that the people around you are hurting just as much and they, that there's not one single person who is absolved of pain. Because you feel like your pain is too heavy to give to anyone who already has pain of their own. These are the times where I miss my old friends. <laughs> where I miss my gang of girls that I could call on. Where I miss my best friend and I could call her and talk to her. And I miss my dad and I can tell him about how I was hurt and he can make me laugh. Where I can ask my ex-partner, tell her about the shitty things that happened at work and <clears throat> she can make it better with a smile. It hurts me to feel like I ever feel lonely because I have so many beautiful people that love me. But this is a me thing. There's just something, there's something in me that after having a love that I thought would last forever that made me feel complete. After losing it, I feel so incomplete. I think that's the best way to say it is I feel incomplete. And I don't think it's wrong to desire something that you feel personally will make you feel complete. I think if that's how you feel, that's how you feel. Don't think it makes you less of a person. I don't think it should have to stop you from your goals or getting what you want for yourself. However, if it's one thing out of many things that you feel you need to be fulfilled, then you should be able to have it. You should be able to go out and get it. And I want to, I do. But like I said, I'm scared. I'm scared. Too many times, everything is my fault. Too many times, I'm overbearing or too much or not enough. I just want to not feel incomplete in that sense. <sighs> Anywho, it's an hour now. <laughs> and I don't usually try to make my podcast as long. It's never intentional. But I have a lot to say, and honestly, I'm going to stop apologizing because that is part of the problem. Oh my gosh. So, if you listened to all of this, thank you. If you got something from this, thank you. My podcast is a place to connect people. And right now, I'm connecting to myself. Something that I haven't done for a long time. I am 
acknowledging the ignorances in myself that I have neglected for a long time within myself to myself about myself. So for a little while, this is kind of like my out loud diary. And as I am rediscovering myself and figuring things out and reshaping and reframing my mind, I hope that you are positively influenced to take a look inward as well. Journal, meditate, talk to a friend, a therapist, a confidant, whomever. Process. Move forward. And love on yourself. As always, it has been a pleasure. I am your host, Joy Iman. And this has been another episode of Ignoramus with Go Joy. And I cannot wait to see you all on the next one. Stay blessed and I'll see you soon. Bye.